We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's May 10th. It's 2023. We're going to talk the nine-game main slate that kicks off at 1230 Eastern on the East Coast. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it sounded bad. But yeah, we're going to talk some day baseball. We all know that I love talking day baseball. I love day baseball in general. So Pumped that we get a, I mean, really solid day baseball slate. Nine games. Um, hope everyone is having a fantastic Tuesday night over there on YouTube. What's up, YouTube? Joined today by my buddy Keith Eister. Pinch hitting. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Got a pretty good sweat going in, in the uh, 20 max tonight. Um, it's a Cub stack with Otani still going. So, Morell's on first base. I'll take a stolen base here and then... I believe you've got a Bellinger team too, so we'll settle for the, the Bellinger walk off. How's that? Uh, listen, Bellinger walk off would help my main team, seeing <laughs> that uh, the pitcher just gave up a bomb to Solaire. So yeah, I mean, I um, I, I mean, pitching has been something now. I feel like it's been like this for like a week for me now, where I feel good going into slates, and then like I just I'm not hitting I'm not hitting on pitching right now, and um. I mean, I don't, I, I trust my process enough where like, I'm like a little concerned, but like on the flip side of it, I'm like, you know, I trust myself and I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. But man, it's, it's been a, it's been a rough like week, week and a half with pitching. Um, Just can't seem to get anything right. It's been more difficult this year. It feels like, like pitching is usually what we feel pretty good about. Like you said, um, we know what to analyze and things like that. But with some of the rule changes, it, it definitely feels like guys are, are giving up more hits than they used to. Certainly maybe the pitch clock has something to do with it, but definitely the rule changes, I think have something to do with it for, for sure. All right. We're going to talk about this nice little nine game day baseball slate. Hope everyone is having a fantastic day. Let's jump in and get started. We got Oakland at New York, nine and a half total in this one. Yankees, a 250 favorite. We got Moeller 
and Brito facing off against each other. Any interest here in Kyle Moeller? Can't do it against these Yankees. Um, like, I think they've been better against lefties this year. Moeller has not been um, – hey, he hasn't lived up to the hype. Like, pretty decent prospect here, but do- just doesn't look like he's quite ready. He's going into Yankee Stadium now, which is not a, not a great place to be, not, especially now that they have Judge back in the lineup. So – Tough spot for Mueller. Um, I think there's a lot of cheap pitching on this slate. He won't be one I'm targeting. Yeah, I mean, overall, um, Kyle Mueller hasn't been pitching great, and he has a tough matchup. I mean, that's the easiest way to put it. Um, the Yankees have been popular in this series. They're going to be popular again today. Day baseball after a night game. Bullpen got used a bunch. Um, I mean, yeah, we're loading up on Yankees, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, I'm not playing Mueller. Um, I mean, 6x FIP, 12.5% Ks, 11% walks. Uh, The other side of this game, we got Brito. I mean, like, people love playing pitchers against Oakland, and I am one of those people. Um, I play just about any pitcher against this team. I don't know if Johnny Brito is the guy that I'm, like, super excited to play. Um, After seeing, like, Schmidt's ownership, too, on Tuesday night, like, I mean, I feel like people are just going to blindly play this guy. I don't know how I feel overall about it, but on the flip side, Oakland's not great. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested here. He's 5,700 and facing Oakland, like you mentioned. Um, I am concerned about the ownership here. Um, I did not expect to be Schmidt at, to come in at 30-plus percent owned like he did on Tuesday night. It's a similar spot. Like, Burrito's been decent at times this season. Obviously, he's gotten blown up against Minnesota a couple times. He had Tampa Bay his last time out, but he's put up some quality outings here um it's oakland i i think he's going to be a little bit popular which is my only hesitation um if he's if he's lower owned like 15 percent or lower i'm i'm interested here just because it's oakland oakland he's cheap i mean <laughs> yeah i mean he's not a huge strikeout guy he pitches well um well enough against lefties they're gonna have enough lefties in this lineup but i think overall um I mean, he's just, just cheap that. and he's getting open. Just got a morale stolen base. Let's go. <laughs> You're like talking about Sorry, you I'm, wish that I'm one in. <laughs> no, you wish that one into existence. That's fine. Um, that's hilarious. But Oakland bats, anything standing out to you here for Oakland? Um, I, they're certainly playable. Um, we just talked about how bad they were, but there are some decent hitters in this lineup. They're better against lefties, is the only thing. Um, Rooker, I, I'm going to keep playing that guy. Esri Ruiz. It is has a ton of stolen base potential. Um, I will say that if Brito is popular on this slate, then I, I will definitely have some Oakland exposure. Um, Noda is in a good spot. Brito is a little bit reverse splitsy because he's got that changeup, but Noda is a, a big power lefty. Um, you've got the short porch in Yankee Stadium, so I, I don't mind some Noda shares as well. It'd be like a three-man for me. Noda, Roker, yeah. and Bladé. Like, Bladé just he keeps hitting. Good call. Um, so... I, I like that three man. Um, we know that Blade has some power upside, and you know you mentioned lefties in this ballpark. So that little three man and and like likely to hit like two three four. Um, so the only problem like with that three man is like you're using a first base spot and um, two outfield spots, which I mean could be worse, I guess. But I mean overall, I mean it's a really cheap three man. So. Uh, if you're building something that you like and you end up where you need those, like that salary, 
it's not bad. Yankees on the other side of this game. Um, I mean, yeah, this guy is a guy I want to pick on, and Torres just keeps smashing the baseball. Um, I think he's going to be favorite um, again today. I think really anybody that cracks the lineup is going to be a favorite today. Um, full on Yankee stacks for me. I think they're one of the top, if not the top stack on the slate today. Yeah, I'm, I am in complete agreement. They've done really well the last two days. It's another fantastic spot against them. Um, been a little bit better against lefties here. They've got Judge back in the lineup. Torres' price is climbing, but don't care. One of my favorite hitters on the entire slate. Judge up at 6,300. He's playable in any spot. Obviously, this is a great spot for him here um, with that terrible Oakland bullpen behind Muller as well. Um, Harrison Bader has like been smashing since he's become a Yankee. Gets a lefty in this spot. He's 3,800. Love Bader. LeMahieu, not a guy I generally like to play, but he does hit lefties better. Um, it was a better spot for him on Monday against a fly ball pitcher. Muller is better at getting keeping the ball on the ground. Um, so I like LeMahieu better on Monday, but I, I do still like him fine in this spot. I believe Trevino caught on Tuesday night, so we probably get Higashioka in there. He's 2,500. Absolutely love that. Um, Cabrera is down at 2,400 if they can find a spot for him in the lineup. So you've got the elite, elite bats up top, and then you've got some salary savers to go with it too. Just too easy to fit Yankees here. Yeah, too easy to fit Yankees. <laughs> and it's a great spot. <laughs> again, um, again, a great spot. And I don't even mind like a little like five-man Yankee stack with like a three-man Oakland stack if Brito gets some ownership and you want to make your Yankees stacks different. Because, um, I mean, if you're leaving Rizzo out and you're only playing one of the Yankees outfielders, like your Yankee stack is going to be different. All right, we got Colorado at Pittsburgh. Eight and a half total in this game. The Pirates are 148 favorite. Sensatella against Hill. Any interest here in Sensatella going up against Pittsburgh? Not for me. Just no strikeout upside. Um, good ballpark to pitch in, but I don't think you need to do it. Like We just talked about Brito. I'd, I'd much rather play Brito. Cincinnati is going to go out and he's going to generate a ton of ground balls. He's not going to generate a ton of strikeouts. Um, he's just going to go out and have a quality start. Um, I don't think he's a guy that is going to get blown up when he's not in cores. Um, I don't think the Pirates are really a team that's going to blow up many pitchers, even though they have been better this year, for what it's worth. Um, I don't think I play Cincinnati today. I think pitching in general today is just kind of weak overall but if i'm in this range i'm probably going battenfield um just so much cheaper uh, or not even cheaper it's just Upside. getting detroit i mean like yeah. think about who he's facing um rich hill on the other side of this game 7300 we know that rich hill is capable of 20 plus fantasy point games he's 7300 I mean, I don't think it's the craziest thing to take Rich Hill, depending on the Rockies lineup, because they roll out a lineup from time to time. Like, the bottom half is just really bad. So, if he could get around... I mean, Gritchick, Bryant, Crone is the guys he really has to get around at the top of this order. Uh, what are your thoughts on Rich Hill? Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's playable in this spot. Um, I would have more interest if we didn't have some even cheaper pitchers on this slate. You just talked about Battenfield. Um I'm not sure how much I need him, but I don't mind the spot for him against Colorado. They are better against lefties, but 
like Hill's got that curveball that still works for him. Um, he can get strikeouts. Colorado strikes out a lot more on the road. Good ball, good ballpark to pitch in. So I'm interested in Hill. I'm definitely going to play the ownership game with with these guys like under 7,500 because I think there are, are multiple pitchers that are that are in play for a cheap price today. Uh, Rockies bats. I mean, it's the three guys I just said. If like if they get to Rich Hill, um, I think it's going to be Grichik, Brian, or Crone. Um, I don't know if this is a spot I stacked, especially in this ballpark. Um, Bryant would be my favorite. He's hitting the ball up in the air a ton this season. I think he's at like 54% against left-handed pitching, and he has a 54% hard hit rate. So Chris Bryant healthy. We know how good he is. Um, we know how good he is against lefties. So I think like Chris Bryant would be my favorite of the Colorado bats. Um, any interest in the Rockies here? I love the Chris Bryant call. Um, probably not a stack for me just because of the ballpark shift. Um, like going into Pittsburgh from Colorado is as big as it gets in baseball, pretty much. Um, not a stack for me, but I don't mind trying to find a home run here. Bryant, Gritchick, like you said, Crone. Um, yeah, I think you nailed it. Pittsburgh. I mean, Sensatella is a guy, like, he does, you know, tend to generate more ground balls overall. Um, I like fly ball hitters. I I mean, the only one that I could sit here and say maybe is Swinzinski. He is a fly ball guy. I mean, you can always take Reynolds. He's just, I mean, his prices got up there. But, I mean, this is a ground ball pitcher that does tend to give up a lot of hard contact. So, like, any of these fly ball guys, I think you could take shots on. But, again, not really a spot overall I want to stack. Um, and just not a great ballpark. Yeah, that that's my reasoning for it, too. I think there are plenty of good spots to attack on this slate. Senzatella might be the worst pitcher on the slate, or one of them at least. Um, but Pittsburgh's pricing is... They're all 4K and above pretty much. Sawinski, the one guy at 3,900. Um, Castro at 3,800. Bay has some stolen base upside. I just, I don't think I want to stack against Senzatella. Um, he he keeps the ball on the ground a lot. The control is, is decent. So probably not a stack for me just because of the ballpark. We got Detroit at Cleveland. Seven and a half total in this game. The Guardians, uh, 130 favorite. We got Rodriguez going up against Battenfield. Ed, Eduardo coming off of a extremely good start uh, against the Mets. He's 9,100 here. This is twice this year that he's had like these ceiling games, and one of those games was against Cleveland. Cleveland, a team like for years we really haven't taken pitchers against. Um, what are we? What are our thoughts here looking at this Cleveland lineup? I mean, it's tough. Eduardo's been really good this season. Um, you mentioned that 10 strikeout game he had um, back a couple of starts ago here against this Cleveland team. He just had nine strikeouts against the Mets who don't strike out very much either. So he he clearly has his good stuff back. Um, I just, I don't know that I'm paying 9,100 for him in this spot. I don't expect the 10 strikeouts to show up again. Um, there's definitely plenty of upside above him in the salary range. I think there's even a couple of guys right below him that have some upside today. I don't think I get to Eduardo Rodriguez much. Um, he's been awesome this year, but I still believe that that Cleveland's not a high strikeout team, and and that his last start against them was more of an outlier than than to be expected again. The lineup's just not good. Um, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what makes him somewhat intriguing here. It's, 
just because the lineup's not good. I think this is a a potentially low scoring game. Um, Kershaw is like my top guy today, and we'll we'll talk about him. Milwaukee's the worst team in baseball against left-handed pitching. Kershaw, like I'm not even thinking twice about it. He's my guy today. With that said, Wheeler and Gaussman, tough matchups with those respected offenses. Um, Castillo, we, we've seen how tough Texas is against right-handed pitching this season. Castillo hasn't been great recently. So I think like just kind of looking at the slate in my head and going over it overall, I think I have a little interest in him. It also depends on like what type of ownership we're looking at on like a Merrill Kelly um, going up against Miami. So um, it, it's more of just kind of thinking, is he going to be low owned? Um, I think he's okay. Um, and then cheap pitcher wise, I think Battenfield's okay. We know just how bad this Detroit team is in general. And I mean, we've seen a little bit this year. We've seen a, a 21% K rate. His biggest issue is walks. Well, I mean, you don't really have to worry about that when you're facing the Tigers. So I think Battenfield at 6,100 is just cheap enough where if we do start seeing a lot of ownership on um, Brito, Battenfield might be that pivot. Yeah. I mean, I'll be really interested to see the ownership on, on those two guys. I think Battenfield's more popular just uh, just first thought um that might be completely wrong obviously people just saw what Clark Schmidt did to Oakland and maybe they go um back to that I kind of hope they do because I I like Battenfield a little bit better than I do Brito um he's been solid this season like you mentioned control hasn't been great but the strikeouts have been a little bit better than expected love the matchup here against Detroit love the price tag um yeah absolutely in play um, Detroit bats. This is one of the reasons where I like this team, just no legit power. Yeah. Um, it does help getting out of their, their home park going into Cleveland. Um, but still it's, I don't think it's a spot that I want to target him. If you want to try to find a home run, I'm fine with that. Baez. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's just not even some names to throw out there from a power perspective, which is, um, why I'm so interested in Battenfield. Cleveland bats. I mean, they have really kind of struggled. I mean, you look at it and they're a bottom five WRC plus team. They're a bottom two home run team against left-handed pitching this season. Like, I don't know, like if Cleveland's a team, I really want to play a lot of hitters from, I mean, you can always, you can always play Jose um Ramirez don't get me wrong but he is much better from the left side of the plate than he is again from the right side of the plate um 229 Woba this year against left-handed pitching for Ramirez like I mean the one guy that's shown a little bit of upside has been Bell um maybe Josh Bell just needs to hit righty all the time and that's kind of been the opposite in his career if I, I know. recall like yep, yeah like he's, he's been usually much been... better from the left side yep um yeah, I'm not excited to play any Cleveland bats against Erod. Um, I don't like Ramirez is a 5900 and and better from the other side of the plate. Jimenez is lefty lefty, Quan's lefty lefty. Like, yeah, not a not a great spot. Um, Zanino as as a catcher that can hit a home run. I'm I'm on board with that if you want to try that. Uh, but I, I don't think I'm stacking Cleveland here. Yeah, I'm not stacking Cleveland. Um... I think Rodriguez has showed us enough this year to say, 
you know, this guy has only allowed more than one earned run um, in his first two starts. His last five, he hasn't allowed more than one earned run. So um, maybe Erod's getting right. And we know that, like, when he's pitching well, um, he is a, a above average pitcher. So good for him. I hope the, I hope he can stay healthy. Uh, Dodgers and Brewers in Milwaukee, eight total. The Dodgers are 165 favorite here. Don't think that's enough. Um, Kershaw against Miley. I mean, I already kind of said it, Keith. Like, Clayton Kershaw gets to face the highest strikeout team in baseball against left-handed pitching, the lowest WRC+, plus, the lowest ISO, the lowest WOBA. I can keep <laughs> going. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, this is a team that has really struggled with left-handed pitching. He's coming off of a tough matchup against San Diego. This is a get-right spot for Clayton Kershaw. He's gone over 100 pitches a couple times this year, but I think it's more of innings. I really don't think we see Kershaw in the eighth inning unless he's throwing um, like a no-no or something against anybody because I think it's just going to be let's limit his innings instead of his pitches this year. And, I mean, listen, this team's so bad that even in, in seven innings, I think Kershaw is the top pitcher today. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Kershaw being the top target today. Um, and, and I wanted to speak on the leash a little bit too. Like it's been nice to see him up above a hundred, a couple of times consistently into the nineties. Um, seems like they're letting him go a little bit longer this year. And, and maybe it is an inning thing, but even if he's capped at seven innings, which he's done a couple of times, I, I will gladly take seven innings against this Milwaukee lineup who has just been atrocious against lefties. Um, Kershaw struggled his last time out was really good. The two times before that. So just a, a hiccup against a good San Diego offense. I'm not going to hold that against him. I think there's still plenty in the tank here for Kershaw. Love the spot for him. Yeah, I think he he's he's been one of the best pitchers in baseballs. One of the best pitchers in baseball for over a decade. Um, just really good at what he does. So, um, Miley. I like the Dodgers a lot more against right-handed pitching. They have struggled against left-handed pitching this season. They have. Pretty high strikeout rates. Um, you know, we've seen it from time to time this year. This team has struggled. They got to Eric Lauer. I think they're getting healthier. They're getting some of these righties back in the lineup. Um, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Will Smith, Betts, Taylor, um, Thompson. I think there's enough righties in here where I don't play Wade Miley. His low strikeout rate is concerning against this team. Yeah, there's no chance I'm playing Miley. Yeah, I I just don't see the need for it today. Yeah, like especially any... not with Battenfield 700 cheaper. If you want to do burrito cheaper than that, so don't think we need it. And Rich Hill just a couple hundred more than him too. All right, for everybody that played Fott, um, back in the positive, we're we're at three point <laughs> four. We're we're getting there. Um, looking at some bats here for the Dodgers. I mean, it's the same guys. Uh, it's, it's bets. He has a high fly ball rate against left-handed pitching. Um, it's Smith. It's Taylor. Uh, Vargas hit six. I would assume we get the same type of lineup, if not the same lineup on Wednesday that we had on Tuesday. So Thompson, Vargas, Taylor, Smith, bets, probably a secondary stack for me, but I still think like this is a, a playable secondary stack. Yeah, I, I don't mind the full stack either. Like Miley does a good job of keep, keeping the ball on the ground, but the, the Dodgers have so many fly ball hitters. It's a nice home run park here in Milwaukee for them. Um, Betts and Will Smith, certainly the top two targets, massive fly ball hitters with tons of pop. 
Um, so love both of those guys. Taylor can fill shortstop for you at, at a cheap price. And then their, their platoon bats. Um, Vargas hit a home run on Tuesday night. He fills second base for 2,500. Trace Thompson is probably in the lineup again at 2,300. Um, you can certainly make the full stack work too, I think, if you want. But yeah, definitely uh, Betts and Smith up top are, are the keys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Milwaukee bats. I want nothing to do with the Brewers bats against Kershaw today. I am right there with you. Doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Move on. Texas at Seattle. No total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Dunning. And we know Castillo's pitching for Seattle. Um, any interest here in Dane Dunning? Another cheap guy that I think is in play. Um, doesn't have the longest leash, so I, I definitely prefer the other guys we've already talked about to him. But he's been pretty solid this year. Uh, he did make a start against the Angels and was very good. Um, five innings, but only through 72 pitches. So I'm, I'm concerned about the upside here. If Brito and Battenfield are both catching ownership and you, you're still looking for a pivot, maybe he enters the conversation then. Um, but like I said, all kinds of options on the cheap today. So I, I don't think we need him here. I will say he was working as a long reliever and then he moved into the starting lineup or starting rotation. Sorry, it's not starting lineup, but starting rotation when DeGrom um, got hurt. So he's kind of filling in for DeGrom. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets like 85 pitches here. Um, but I think leash is definitely the concern. I mean, the lineup's the concern too. This is a, a really solid team overall. There are strikeouts in the Seattle lineup. Um, Dunning hasn't shown a ton of strikeout ability this year, but for a guy that's typically used to starting going to the bullpen, I mean, it's not the easiest transition for every pitcher. I mean, every pitcher is different. So I don't think I get to him today. I think that I'm playing Battenfield before I play Dunning, even if there is a little bit more ownership. Castillo, I mean, talent-wise, Castillo is one of the most talented pitchers on the slates. Um, Texas continues to kind of do their thing against right-handed pitching, top five WRC plus team. Castillo has been struggling here recently. Um, I mean, the matchups weren't the greatest, but I mean, this isn't the greatest matchup either. Um, Luis Castillo, 10-1, any interest in him? Texas has been really good, and um, I, and I, I'm kind of starting to buy into it. Like, there's there's a lot of talent in that lineup. If he was in better form, I would say I don't really care about the the matchup. Um, 
and I would I would have a, a lot of interest here. But he hasn't been. Um, and I know the, the matchups haven't been great. He's, he's had Houston and Toronto his last two times out. The The leash is outstanding. So if, if he's on, he certainly could put up a ceiling game here. I think he's going to be low on. I think most people are going to Kershaw. Um, Gaussman is, is above him that has some appeal at least. Tough matchup. If he's really low owned, I might take a couple of shots, but it's really just an ownership game type of thing. Um, I, I definitely prefer, prefer Kershaw and Gaussman in the top range ahead of him. I just don't think I get to him today, so he probably um, throws a complete game shutout. So yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, Texas Bats, any interest in Texas here? No, even if even if Castillo's not right, I'm, I'm not real interested in picking on them. Um Texas is is pretty expensive, like Simeon and Garcia. Probably the two you want. They're both over 5,500. Don't mind the Nate Lowe price uh, at 4,400. It's definitely not a stack for me against Castillo. Um, So if you're trying to find a home run, that's fine. There's not a a ton of cheap options that I love um, and and not a stack for me. I mean, not a team that I want to play, I think, today. they're not a bad team here. It's not a, the worst spot in the world. It's just like Castillo has been really good against righties, and like there's enough righties in this lineup where I don't know if I really want to stack them. Um, I said maybe Castillo is close to being playable depending on ownership, um, but he's, his struggles recently bother me a little bit. Uh, the Seattle Bats against Dunning. I mean, like I said, Dunning hasn't shown like a huge ceiling this year. Um, but I mean, outside of clinic, Rodriguez is he's kind of been struggling to start the year. Like this is a guy that I think a lot of people were high on coming into the year, and he just really hasn't shown much. Yeah, I mean, Dunning's been been solid, so I don't know if I'm I'm on board with a a Seattle stack here. Um, pricing is tempting. Like Suarez and, and Teoscar are both cheap. Definitely prefer them against lefties. Um, like I, I think you just keep playing Julio until he figures it out. He's he's one of the most talented guys in the entire league. I just don't know that this is a spot that I want to stack Seattle. So um, and, and Raleigh's price is up now too. France has been struggling a little bit. Seems to be coming around here recently, but just not a ton of power there. Um, more of a contact guy. So I, I don't love the the Seattle stack here. Um, I'm I'm kind of buying into Dun- what Dunning's doing a little bit here, so I, I think I'll stay away from Seattle. All right, we got Miami at Arizona, and FanDuel just released their slates. They got a wacky um, slates going on today. So um, this is I'm sorry. I I just assume that like the sites have been kind of following each other, and we would get pretty <laughs> similar slates, but not today. Uh, Miami at Arizona, eight and a half total in this game. The Diamondbacks a one sixty five favorite. We got Cabrera and Kelly facing off against each other. Um, any interest here in Edward Edward Cabrera? I do have a little interest here. Um, the strikeouts have been coming around. He's got he, he faces Cubs twice, so like there's plenty of strikeouts in that Cubs lineup. Uh, but he had eight and twelve in back to back starts against them. He's been over six in each of his last four. Um, this is a guy with big time stuff, and I'm not terrified of this Arizona offense. 
Um, I think there's some talent there, don't get me wrong, but I think Cabrera has some some upside in this spot. If the roof is open, I probably don't take any shots on him, Um, but I do think you can look for some strikeouts here at a a pretty decent price. I think he's okay. Um, The roof is expected to be closed, by the way. We talked about it yesterday. Um, I mean, that's what it said on the website yesterday, so... Kelly on the other side, I mean, he's 8,300. He has a little bit of upside. He's shown a little bit of strikeout upside this year. Gets a great matchup against Miami. Um, I mean, this is one of those spots where I'm going right back to the well against Miami. Um, fought, had one bad one bad pitch, really. Solaire smashed it. Um, it did not work out. Outside of that, he's been pitching pretty well. I expect Kelly to go out in here and have a solid solid outing. Yeah, I mean, upside for the price, I think. I think it's there. Uh, Kelly strikeouts have been solid this season. He had 10 his last time out against Washington, um, who is the lowest strikeout team in baseball. Great matchup here against Miami. Um, 8,300, he's a guy that's going to go 95 pitches or thereabouts, 90 to 95 more than likely. He's been getting through the sixth inning regularly. So I like like the leash, like the matchup. Um, I think he's in play for sure. Um, bats, anything standing out to you here for Miami? Not nothing really for Miami. I mean, we talked about it a little. It's part of the reason we loved fought yesterday is they, they basically only had two power bats in, in jazz and Solaire. Um, it's, it's tough. Like Kelly is a, a pitcher who can give up some, some hits. Uh, but I just, there's not enough talent on this offense. I just, it's why I want to play a little bit of Kelly. If you want to try to find a home run, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think Jazz is the top option there for sure. Um, maybe a cheap one. You look at, at somebody like Jesus Sanchez, but just not a great Miami offense here. I'm, I'm probably not stacking it. I mean, it would be Solaire for me. Kelly generates enough ground balls that I want a fly ball hitter, and he's really the only fly ball hitter that has any kind of power. So Solaire one-off, Jazz one-off, like his speed upside is always there. I know like, he got a single in the first and stole second, then had um, a single drive him in against Fott on Tuesday. As far as the Arizona bats go, I mean, you know the upside with the like stolen base upside overall for this team. Uh, Cabrera has a 30% K rate. Where he does struggle, he kind of has a little bit of reverse splits. Um, I don't know what to think here with Cabrera. And like how I want to attack him if I want to attack him. What are your thoughts on the Arizona bets? The pricing is tough on them. Uh, Corbin Carroll's up at fifty eight hundred. Kettle Marte at fifty six hundred. Uh, Rojas at forty nine hundred. Christian Walker at forty seven hundred. Like it's not not a cheap stack. And I think Cabrera is a, a pretty decent pitcher. He seems to be figuring some things out here. I, I don't think it's a stack for me. Um, he can certainly give up some some fly balls and some home runs. So if you want to f- hunt that, I'm I'm totally okay there. Um, I think Walker is probably my preferred option there. I I wish Carroll was te- cheaper. I I would definitely take some shots there, um, but I I just don't love the pricing on these Arizona bats. Yeah, I mean, so I will say like Gary L righty righty, he's been much better against righties this year than lefties, and this is kind of we saw that a little bit for him in Toronto as well. Um, so if you wanted to take a shot on him, I don't hate it. All right, we got Washington at San Francisco Gray against Manaya. Nine total in this game. Manaya won 65 favorites. Um, any interest here in Josiah Gray? 
yeah, this is the other cheap guy I'm, I have some interest in. Josiah Gray was a big-time prospect when he got traded over from the Dodgers, and it looks like things are starting to click for him. Um, he's had at least six strikeouts in each of his last three. Um, he has is doing a better job of keep, keeping the ball on the ground and a better job of keeping the ball in the park. Um, I'm, I'm not scared of this San Francisco lineup. It, it's a good ballpark for pitching. Um, San Francisco has, has struck out a ton. Um, they are, they're still leading the league in, in K's as a team overall. They're going to platoon. There's going to be some lefties in here. But with uh, some of the changes that Josiah Gray has made, there's strikeout upside here. And, and I think he keeps the ball in the, park, in the park, especially in the pitcher's park. So what I'll say about Josiah Gray is I could see playing either side of this game. The Giants have a lot of power lefties. They have a lot of power in this lineup overall. That hit right-handed pitching really well. Um, and then the flip side of it is what you were talking about. There's a lot of strikeouts in this Giants lineup. Josiah Gray has looked better this year. His advanced metrics still kind of say there's some regression to his numbers, um, which we saw a little bit last time out against Arizona. I'm not fully on the Josiah train. I'm not fully against Josiah. Um, like you mentioned, the uber-talented prospect finally seems to be clicking a little bit. I, the Giants are just really good. You're getting a day game in San Francisco. Could help potentially with that ball travel. Um, I think you could play either side. We'll talk about the Giants bats in a minute. But I, I have some interest in the Giants' bats. Um, Sean Manaya on the other side, he's cheap. He's fifty nine hundred. He's just he can't get right handed hitters out this year, man. Forty one percent fly balls, fifty one percent hard contact, four thirteen woba, three thirty eight ISO, only a twenty three percent K rate. Like Washington is really bad against right handed pitching, but they're a top fifteen team. They don't strike out a lot against left handed pitching. I think I put Manaya on the shelf today. Yeah, I, I have no interest here. He's just not the same pitcher he was two years ago back, or whenever he was in, in Oakland. Um, has struggled mightily since leaving there. Um, he was decent against Milwaukee, but you ran down Milwaukee's stance, stats against lefties. Um, that was a dream matchup for him. I like the way Washington sets up here. I, I have some interest in the Washington bats. Let's talk about bats. Um, I don't know, like how good I feel about looking at some of these bats. Um, but <laughs> I, I like the matchup, right? Like Thomas is someone, if he hits lead off, um, I have, I have interest in him. Um, call, I would assume he hits towards the top of the lineup. He is 2,500, I think. Yeah, he's cheap. So I don't mind looking at like the cheaper bats here, um, in this lineup. Yeah, I love them as a three-man stack um, that's really cheap. They're they're all 3,300 or less. So you can play three of them uh, for and save a bunch of salary. I'm not sure how often you need to do that. We've talked about several cheap pitchers that we liked. Um, but if you're paying up for pitching, getting a couple Washington bats in there is something I love to do. There's, there's several of them that I don't mind. Logan Thomas would be my favorite. Um, Manessas has got power, especially against lefties. Um, Alex Call at 2,500, Stone Garrett at, at 3,100. Um, Ruiz is fills a catcher position for you. Um, if I had to rank them, I'd probably go Thomas Manessis Call. Um, but I, I think there's a bunch of these bats that are playable. I'm, I might even talk myself into a full stack. I just like if I'm going up, um, for for expensive pitching twice, like if I'm doing Kershaw Gaussman or something, maybe I end up with 
with a full Washington stack in if I'm playing a bunch of lineups. Um, but I, I really like the three man. Kind of goes back to that like Oakland conversation we were having. Like the problem with like Washington is like all the guys you want to play are outfielders. Um, like I, Manessis, you mentioned Manessis Ruiz. Um, he's cheap at catcher. But like Garrett Thomas Call, the the three cheap outfielders are just all outfielders. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, you might get into trouble like roster construction wise trying to full stack them. That's all I was getting at. I like them as a secondary stack as well. Um, I like the Giants today, and I respect what Josiah Gray has been doing this year. You just look at this lineup, man. Like. Jock Peterson, big power. Wade, um, very good at getting on base. J.D. Davis is crushing right-handed pitching this season. Um, I don't know. I don't think I full stack this team either. I think like both of these teams are like potential like secondary stacks for me. But I think the Giants are in play on teams that you're not taking shots on Gray. Yeah, I, I definitely don't mind them here. It would be a secondary stack for me as well. Um, we've talked about this already this week, but the the Washington bullpen does not have lefties in it. So now that we so have we're just back to another a... home run, he threw him a, oh, fa- man. Well, oh, he threw him a that... slider, threw him a slider right down the middle, right down the middle on a two, two count. And he smoked it back I, uh, to negative. Thought... Everybody that played pot. <laughs> we got there for a minute. Um, we got there for a minute. I know that helps your sweat. That's why I told you uh, up to eighth with Otani right. still going. All got right. a shot. Got a shot. Any Otani ahead of you? That's the big question. Good question. I'm going to look while you continue to give your thoughts. Okay. Um, yeah, San Francisco bats. I, I think you're looking for home runs here is is the big thing. I love Jock Peterson. Um, J.D. Davis, like you mentioned, has just inexplicably been crushing the ball here recently. Good for him for turning it around. Don't mind Hanniger. Um Wade, I, I only want if I'm doing a three-man. If I'm looking for one-offs, I'm probably not interested in Wade. Been a rough go for Conforto, but there's there's hopefully he figures it out. Um, rooting for him after he dealt with that that big injury that cost him last year. So there's still some power there for Conforto. Uh, but yeah, it's it's more of a three-man stack or, or power one-offs for me here. No Otani ahead of you. Oh, baby. Let's there's go. There's Giolito and Kirby ahead of you, and Kirby's pitching really good right now. So there you go. You're you're hunting. Live. You would I, I think you would need like another ten from Solaire Otani. to like yeah. fully get yeah. there. Um, but yeah, I mean you're you're in the running. You're a solid team, Keith. Like everybody on your team is like one percent owned. I know that wasn't Thanks. by design, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, Toronto at Philadelphia. Listen, we've had some big sweats before on the podcast. Cheese one night was like sweating 100k and didn't say a word about it, and lost 50 grand on a on a 11th inning home run. So um, we've had Ouch. big sweats on the podcast before. I think um, Christy was sweating a live final on the podcast one time. But anyway, getting sidetracked. Toronto at Philadelphia, eight and a half total. Um, Philadelphia 120 favorite. Wheeler and Gaussman. Um, my first thought. Before we get into any analysis about this game, my first thought was I was really shocked to see this game at eight and a half. It seems like this is a this is a legit six and a half game. And is it just because Gaussman got absolutely shellacked last time out against Boston, maybe? 
Um, I don't know. I, I thought the line was really interesting. I know Wheeler has been either really good or really bad. But, yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. Um, Gaussman against Philadelphia, any interest in him here? I do have interest. I think for just talking about the line a little bit, it's the ballpark, and both pitchers have struggled a little bit recently. Like, these are two of the best pitchers in baseball. I mean, they're not, like, top, top guys, but they're they're in that conversation. I, I'd put them both in the top 15 probably without, like, truly thinking about it. Um, but two legitimate aces here. Um, Gaussman, before he got blown up by Boston, was on an absolute tear. Um, had had 11 or more strikeouts in three of his four starts prior to this. So I'm like, we've talked about how Boston is such a contact heavy offense multiple times already this year. I'm not concerned about that start. Um, I'm just going to chalk it up as he had a bad day and he's still a really talented pitcher. It is a very risky spot because of the ballpark. He's very expensive. Um, Philly is getting healthier now that they have Bryce Harper back, obviously even more risk here, but Gaussman still has strikeout stuff and he strikes out just as many lefties as he does righties. So Schwarber and Harper and Schwarber did leave Tuesday night as well. I don't remember what that injury was and if it's a day-to-day thing or if he's injured list bound or what um, that's worth noting. Um, But I'm interested in the strikeout upside. He's 11-1. I'm not sure how many people are going up to him in this spot against a, a tough Philly offense. So if he's low owned, I, I love him for tournaments. Even, like fully, fully knowing that he could give up a couple of home runs here just because of the ballpark, uh, but he could also strike out ten in this spot. Schwarber fouled one off his foot, so we'll okay. see if he's Pro- in the lineup. Probably okay. Yeah. I mean, day game after night game after leaving. True. We'll see. So I mean, the lineup, the lineup potentially um, gives him a bump here as well yeah like so, real muto sits yep catcher day game after a night game yeah they dh him from time to time true yeah so i mean especially like if shorber doesn't play i could definitely see remoto um dhing but i think gaussman is definitely serviceable playable here um i mean we got a guy like you mentioned big strikeouts 33 percent on the season 14.4 percent swinging strike rate one of the highest in baseball so um, anytime you see those type of numbers, you have to be interested in the pitcher. It helps if Schwarber's not in there. Wheeler on the other side, Wheeler has just been so good throughout his career against right-handed pitching. And as left-handed this team tries to get, they're a right-handed heavy offense. Um, Barsho's good. Brandon Belt is re- like, should retire. Um, <laughs> Kiermeyer is there for defense. He's not there for offense. He hits the ball on the ground. He tries to run out a single. So, um, I think Wheeler, another guy that like you could potentially play. It's just I don't think either one of these guys outscore Kershaw, but I also think both of these guys have lower ownership than Kershaw. Yeah, I mean that that's really why. Like it's definitely on paper a better spot for Kershaw. You're just like you're playing an ownership game. I think Kershaw is clearly the chalk in the top range. I, I'm more interested in Gaussman just because I think there's more strikeouts in the Philly lineup and. um like he he's just been in a little. I know he got blown up by Boston, but a little better form than than Wheeler. It's been kind of a season of struggle for Wheeler, whereas Gaussman has just been one start. Um, that doesn't mean that Wheeler can't have success in this spot. So I I will take a couple tournament shots on him. Like I said, these are these are two of the best pitchers in baseball. So there's upside in any matchup. Tough matchup should come with low ownership. All kinds of risk here in um, Philly. That's a great home run park. 
but I, I don't mind some tournament shots. It's not something I'll do a ton. Like I said, prefer Gaussman, but I'll have a little bit of Wheeler. Bats, any interest in bats in this game? It would strictly be home run hunting for me. Um, you could certainly play a Harper or a Schwarber. Uh, you could play a Bichette, a Vlad, Chapman. But the problem is all those guys are, are really expensive. Um, maybe Varsho at 4700 It's not something I'm, I'm doing a ton of. It's probably not something I need to do at all, honestly. I don't end up on them today. I think there's too many good bats um, in these earlier games that I just I don't see these guys going out and scoring 10 runs. So Houston Adelaide taking on the Angels. We finish off here nine and a half total. Um, some most places have this as a pick 'em. Some places have it as Houston minus 120. Canning and Javier. Uh, any interest here in Christian Javier? Yeah, another guy with big time strikeout stuff that has has big upside. His strikeouts have been down a little bit this year. Um, Coming back, the recently, Angels are probably, Yeah, right, and and he does strike out a lot more righties than than lefties. I think the Angels are going to roll out a pretty righty heavy lineup here. Um, obviously, obviously, you have Otani to deal with, which is is never fun, and he could certainly give Javier some problems. Again, because of Kershaw's spot, I think he's going to be the higher owned guy here. I'm, I'm interested in, in chasing some strikeouts here for Javier. Angel's not a huge strikeout offense, but Javier has has nasty stuff. He can he can put up some strikeouts against anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those like really interesting slates where any of the guys over 9K are playable today. Um, Castillo probably being my least favorite, but like any of these guys I think are playable today. Um, the other side of this game, Canning is cheap at 6-4. Um just really hasn't looked clean yet. Like, I, I don't know if it's just, you know, the delayed start to the season a little bit. Um, but I just, for me, I think Houston's still decent enough that I don't want to play canning. Yeah. Similar page. Um, I, I think he's a good pitcher and he's going to eventually figure it out here, but because of some of the, because of some of the other pitchers we've talked about on the slate, it's not the right slate on a, on a different slate. I would have interest even in a, more difficult matchup against Houston. Um, but his, his leash just isn't quite what you want it to be. And the matchup j- just limits his upside a little bit too much for me. Yeah. Houston bats. And he's been somewhat reverse splitsy this season. Um, I mean, I don't know how much I really want to like, like trust that um, I'd have to like go back and look. Um, cause we didn't see canning last year. It was a back, right? Like he broke his back or something. Um, so we didn't see him last year. I'd have to go back and look at, um, 2020 and 2021 numbers type of stuff. But, um, I mean, Alvarez Tucker, even if he's been a little reverse splitsy Bregman seems to finally start to get it going a little bit. Um, maybe, I don't know. This guy has been slumping big time. Maybe he can get it going. Um, again, a team that like, I probably end up if I'm playing them secondary stacking them. And I know I've said that a lot about these later games, but I just think the offenses in the early games are just better. And the angels bullpen top 10 bullpen, like, so you're getting tough arms in the bullpen as well. I just, yeah. I mean, I don't have a, a ton of interest in Houston. I could see like a secondary stack, but I mean, it's such an expensive secondary stack. The guys you're going to want to play. Yeah. It's, it's tough to play Alvarez and Tucker together um, because I, I do think Canning's a talented pitcher. 
I don't have a ton of interest in, in the stack here. Just don't like like the way it sets up. Um, like Pena's not cheap. I don't mind Bregman at 4,500. I, I agree with that call. Um, but there's just like Abreu has been awful this season. Jolks has had some success. I don't know if he's in there today, um, but he's cheap. Just there's not a, not a ton to love. Dubon, if he hits at the top of the order, I suppose could be interesting with his speed. But just it's it's definitely not a full stack for me against Canning. I believe in his talent. And if I'm if I'm doing a three man, it's going to be Alvarez, Tucker, and Bregman, and that's that's pretty expensive. Uh, any interest in the Angels here? I don't think I'm interested in picking on Javier um, extreme fly ball guy. So there's certainly um, you can try to hunt a home run, but I would want to do that with lefties. Otani's great. Obviously there just, there isn't a ton of lefty power outside of Otani. Um, if Jake lamb is in the lineup, you could certainly try to find a cheap home run there, but outside of that, probably not interested. He's striking out such a high clip too. You want him to kind of be in the lineup for yeah. Javier's sake. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? I think there's quite a few options under 8K today. Um, I'm buying into what Josiah Gray is doing. He gets the offenses struck out more than anyone in baseball so far this season. So give me Josiah Gray. I get, I'm going Battenfield because he's placed in Detroit. <laughs> Hashtag <Love> analysis. <laughs> Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Oh man, this is tough. Like you said, all of these pitchers up here look really good. Um, I'm gonna gonna say Wheeler, just thinking he he might give up a home run or two here. Uh, maybe he only ends with like six strikeouts instead of eight, and just slightly stays under. I don't think he's getting blown up by any means, um, but just probably of the the nine K guys, the last one I get to. I'm gonna go Luis Castillo. Struggling a little bit recently. Texas is a good enough team that if they're hitting him well, um, they can definitely get to him. So I'll go Luis Castillo. Over 4K to hit a home run today. Who's going yard? I'm going right back to Glaber Torres. He has done it two nights in a row. He's got another fantastic matchup against a lefty. He has been absolutely torching lefties this year. All rise. I'm going <laughs> to stay with the Yankees as well. I'm going to say Aaron Judge, who's back hits a bomb today i'm gonna i like aaron judge to go yard today under 4k to get two hits who's a cheap bat that you like today i like a lot of these washington cheap bats i don't think Manaya has it anymore um just something very wrong with him give me lane thomas at 2800 all right lane thomas i like it um so the guy i was gonna pick um left the game so i'm looking for somebody else really quick i'll go bader for the yankees um i was gonna pick hicks by the way he left the game early uh bader just keeps hitting i mean this guy has been phenomenal since coming back so uh give me bader sack to score six or more runs today who do you got i mean yankees are, are gonna be the team again it's just another phenomenal spot for them they've put up a ton of runs the last two nights they're gonna do it again here yeah, I mean, the Yankees are in a phenomenal spot. So I'm with you. I like the Yankees a lot today. Um, I think I... Man, the more we like went through this slate, the more I was like, gosh, I really don't love stacking on this slate. 
like uh, the more that we like, we talked about secondary stacks more on this podcast than I think we have all year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so give me, give me Washington. I love it. Give me Washington. I was thinking Oakland or Washington. I, gosh, man, I like I like the Yankees a lot today. <laughs> it might just <laughs> might just be one of those days you just eat the chalk and try to get different at pitcher and secondary stacks because I mean the Yankees just seem like they're in the like by far like they're up here. Everybody else is down here as far as like stacks today. So um, I think that's a, a fantastic point. Like there, I mean, how many pitchers do we say we have interest in? There's at least a dozen, I would say, without counting them yeah. up. But there's there is multiple multiple pitching options today. I, I think that's as as we're recording this, that's how I intend to play the slate. Just jam in chalk Yankees and get weird with pitching. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the the way um I'm definitely looking at it as well. Keith, any um I know we just kind of gave our final thoughts. Anything else before we get out of here? Um I could use a couple Shohei Otani strikeouts if so if Jorge Soler wants to go ahead and make it a triple dong, I'll I'll be all right with that. <laughs> who did otani give up the the blast to um i didn't see it was it oh i want to say it was like maldonado really oh man that's brutal he was he <laughs> gave up a two-run home to martin maldonado uh, what it's are one the of those odds? types of slates i mean the, yep. the 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 odds were plus 665 so there you go <laughs> <laughs> um shout out rg home run app <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hey, listen, Bowers hit a home run today. He was my under-the-radar home run on Expert Survey today. Um, Nailed that. Yeah, I had played him a bunch, but I wish I would have wrote it up and bet him to hit a home run um, as much as I liked him. But anyway, stuff happens. You move on. That's what we're going to do. We're going to move on to Thursday's slate. hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.